0: this week's episode of GrappleCast. It's me, your host, Taran, alongside Jamie, Joe and Dan. Hello, M- Merry Christmas. Did you have a lovely Christmas?
1: Oh, amazing Christmas. Got everything that I wanted and looking forward to that new year when that ball drops.
0: Lovely. I realised that when we recorded the last episode, I should have said that we're going out for this episode for Christmas, well, the week before Christmas, and then Christmas week we're gonna have a well de- we, we were gonna have a well deserved week off because it's Christmas week, and then we'll have a, another episode just before the New Year, which is this one here. So yes, I hope you all had a, a lovely Christmas and that Santa Claus got you everything that you wanted, plenty of and wrestling merch, I should know.
1: Oh, make that You know, got this T-shirt, you know, and look, Joe got himself a Mankind Funko Pop in a tin.
2: Lovely. Okay i do want to say as well like i know obviously santori brought it to me as well but it's quite hurtful taryn that for this episode and the previous episode i do want you to acknowledge me as your two-time pay-per-view prediction champion jay when when did that even ever happen the last two years since we've done this podcast i have won both years so So we've to me as Two time pay-per-view prediction champion.
0: So we've yeah, officially yeah. got Jamie as the two year in a row two time pay-per-view prediction champion and Dan the two year in a row. That's my highlight champion.
2: of the year. Let's just Oof. say that right now. That's my highlight of the year. And I don't even watch the product. I do. <laughs> I do watch no the product. No <laughs> one knows how. Don't even watch
1: You're, that wrestling. You were one of them. You're at one pay-per-view this year.
2: No I do watch the all the heap The Clash Sorry, in the city premium live events. clash in the premium city. live events I do watch live but raw and smackdown I've got better things to do I like watch watch my dog smackdown, I don't have
1: NXT NXT um, level up I watched mm. I watched that dynamite and I watched that wampage watch it all There's Yeah
3: what's dynamite what about
1: um, I would watch Impact, but you have you literally cannot watch it. In the UK. You get used to be able to watch it every week, but well, so ridiculous. I had to watch
0: it. Do, it's just moved to DAZN. Well, they don't, don't have a TV though, do they? They don't have a TV deal yet until. Yeah, the they they were on, like, it's moved to DAZN in the UK now. That streaming service. It was not like,
1: free yeah. sports TV. I used to record it every week.
0: Well, anyway, this is our last episode of the year. We, we've got past Christmas. We've got past seeing all the relatives that we don't want to see. And uh, we've got all the presents that Santa Claus could bring us. And, yeah, it's our last episode of the year just before New Year. So what better way, just like we did last year, to have a look at the best and worst of the last 12 months. The best and worst of 2022. Um we don't have anything specific planned for in any particular order. We're just going to have a chat. We're just going to throw some things out there. I, In fact, on my lunch break, I think I just randomly threw some things together on my phone. So let's have a look and open it up. I'll, I'll kick us off. Why not? Since I've got my phone. Um, yeah, let, let's have a look at some positives to start with, shall we? We'll have a look at some bests of. So I'll, I'll start us off in the world of wrestling with the return to the WWE of Cody Rhodes. He's got that dog, Perfect way to whatever, start. Well whatever that dog were called, Pharaoh from last week's episode <laughs> or week before's episode. Um, yeah, Cody Rhodes. It was, it kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? Because he was on AEW TV. He had that bit of a disappearing thing. And then he came up back onto TV from what I remember and cut that promo being Talking about contracts and it not being the contract that he wanted. But he's back. And uh, who did he wrestle in his last match in AEW? Sammy remember. Guevara.
1: Sammy, Sammy Guevara.
0: He dropped the, uh, the TNT uh, ladder match. That was so, it. what do you but, want to talk about? <laughs> but then out of nowhere, all these rumours started happening that he was coming back to WWE. And I think the closer it got to WrestleMania, the more believable it was. But I think it was still one of those moments where until that music hits, So we didn't know what music it was going to be, but until that music hits and we see him, I'm not, I'm not going to believe it because he's still AEW. Um, and then of course it did. The lights went out, that pyro came up, the, you know, wrestling as only one Royal family, in that business. I, I don't think you know, it. either way he came out, Seth Rollins was having a good old laugh. He couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe that the person he'd just met backstage, he was going to face. Um, But I think, for me, it hits as one of the best moments of the year for two reasons. One, because whilst it was expected the days leading up to it, it wasn't, nobody thought that was going to happen, you know, the month or two beforehand. But also, the match itself was very, very good. And it just shows how professional both Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins are. And the fact that, you know, they, they, they might have had a... Backstage or a couple of days beforehand, they might have had a training ring somewhere and put something together. Who knows? But they will have only done it with very, very limited time if they did at all. The fact that they went out there and put together a good 20-minute match, as good as it was, um, and then had some very decent matches after that as well, leading up to Hell in a Cell, where obviously Cody had his injury just beforehand. Um, testament to both of them. So yeah, for both the moment and the match itself that is one of my best moments of the year joe do you uh, uh what I do now want to just quickly add on to that just a moment as well i was
2: going to ask you the question it's like you never wish obviously anybody to to get injured but do you think that's probably one of the best things that happened that he did get injured so we had all that time off tv so he can keep obviously keep the fire burning ready for most likely the royal rumble to then go for the title challenge next year because how different wwe would have been this year if Cody Rhodes was fit, he would have won money in the bank. We wouldn't have had Theory losing it and cashing it in on a US title opportunity. <laughs> um, Obviously, that messes up his character. We most likely wouldn't have had Roman Reigns as the champion at Clash at the Castle no. and obviously having Sami Uso. We probably never would have had any of the honorary uses or feeling Usy. So, obviously, it wasn't great that Cody got injured, but arguably that's one of the best things that happened to WWE, so we could have this
0: Yeah, I know I do range tend range. to agree with you, however what worries me is it's then going to turn into one of the worst moments of 2023 when he comes back at number 13 with the Rumble, it's just all too predictable and I hate things like that, so that's keep that's an ear out goal. for this time next year when it's on my worst <laughs> moments of 2023 <laughs> Joe, give was um, the best moment of
4: 2022 Um Triple H taking over Creative. I mean, um, I'm I'm sure we'll get on to the, the reason why he took over Creative. It will be on one of our worst moments, but the, one of the best moments is Triple H taking over Creative. You're like, okay, Vince McMahon is not in control of WWE a, anymore. We all said at the time, like, we thought he would have to die before this all happened. Triple H is in charge of Creative. Stephanie and... Nick Card are in charge of the financials. Triple H is in creative control, and wow, I'm like, I I would say overall it was it's a positive. It's been positive since like SummerSlam. Like every pay per view has been very very good. I've been reading on dirt sheets. Like attendance has been very good. Storylines have actually made sense. You know the Intercontinental and US Championships being now more now than they ever have. People who were released, who were perhaps should have been released, quite a lot of them have been brought back and now they've been built up. So that's definitely a big highlight for me is Triple H being in power.
0: Did you read the dirt sheet still so this week? Apparently the Triple H has been underwhelmed by a number of talents he's brought back. That
4: was a couple they of weeks didn't
0: ago. That, they that. didn't allude to which ones, but... Uh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, most,
4: most of the people he's brought back, like... Um, Eo Eo Shirai and uh, Dakota Kai have been great. Uh, Bray Wyatt, obviously, you know, um, he's he's amazing. You know, um, I think I would say once been a bit like to maybe Killer Cross. Sorry, Karen Cross has been a bit in there. Hit Rose been a bit in there. Um, like what they do with the Emma? Yeah. Oh she's yeah, going she's going out just... with that
0: Mad Cat Moss name. Yeah, is that still a thing? Is that still happening? Yeah.
1: Yeah, they were, in the, um, they were in the Kurt Angle's birthday party a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they were sat there having a chat with you milk. That the old was Angle. good.
0: The old milk celebration a couple of weeks ago on Raw. I did enjoy. Smackdown, down, yeah. Smackdown, There you go. I watch it. The product. <laughs> 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 I, he did struggle a bit with the old milk trying to get that hose going. It's not Gable
1: Stevenson and he was just throwing like cartons and milk and his head well, I mean where started.
0: did he come from? That'll be his first and only appearance for another twelve months. Where is well, his son struggling. Jason Jordan? I hope he was there. He was, no,
1: there was he a, a, was like a he Yeah, was a there was. He said here <laughs> How bad is it that his brother Damon Kemp on NXT is doing a hell of a lot better and got loads more charisma than than yeah. Gable Stevenson does? I've got a feeling they'll whack him in a tag team and they'll have like a Brett Owen Hart sort of feud.
0: Give us a give us a best moment then, Dan, whilst you're at it of the year.
1: I would say the rise of Logan Paul. I mean, we've seen him surfacing the past few years where he's been on Sammy Dean's <laughs> Corner. But he was at WrestleMania and he was in a tag team match with The Miz. And we were like, oh, no, no, the Mysterios are going to win. But no, The Miz and Logan Paul end up getting the win. He had a really impressive match at SummerSlam. And then at Crown Jewel, he shocked the world. Yeah, he did get the a Crown Jewel Jack. The Crown Jewel Jack. But yeah, he blown the mind that, you know, for a debut year of a celebrity, he showed what can be done. And I've got to be fair, um, he's really surprised. I hope that he's better by the Rumble, but if not, WrestleMania or whatever, I think fans will start coming around to him. I think that's been a really good moment, seeing a celebrity transition into the wrestling world and actually show that they can go toe to toe.
0: Jamie.
2: So we're only just picking one right now,
3: yeah?
0: Oh, wow. At the moment, we're going to do another round in a minute.
2: OK, that's another round. Well, just because I will piggyback off uh, Dan's kind of uh, one a little bit, shall we say. But um, just because I know Taryn's going to really appreciate this. But uh, my one of my highlights of the year, I mean, it has to be said. And it happened on an episode of Dynamite, because no one's even talking about Tim Pot Company um october 12th and it was aw dynamite and it was the moment the world was waiting for and it was the moment when pockets himself orange cassidy defeated pack for that all atlantic championship and
0: that's one of and the what a of the year it is
2: it, considering he, he has been a staple one of the pillars of aew since it started he has but... finally won his own singles title his first ever title it's a moment that's what he's he been working in a for backpack yeah that's
0: unique has anyone else ever done it no it's he is a, a dis- unique character. Race to the title is what that is. Trent Seven
1: it? should have beat him a couple of weeks ago to take that belt off him. And yes.
2: he's wrestled every Rampage, more. most Dynamites. He's been defending that title and he's...
3: Yeah, he does.
0: He wrestles on every Rampage and look at them tin pot ratings it gets. Nobody's watching it. Does it matter that anybody watches it?
2: Well, kind yeah. of. <laughs> <But> I'm <laughs> just saying, like, if you're talking about like how good wrestling is, if you say, what, if wrestling is good, does it, is it determined by the calibre of the wrestling that's on the show or by the ratings? Both. Question.
0: Both. A question for another day. <laughs> Let's have a look at another one then. So I also on the list for best moments of the year have the return oh. of Stone Cold Steve Austin technically what? to the ring. Another Mania moment coming back Looking great, performing great, not even necessarily needing Kevin Owens to make him look good either. You know, don't get me wrong, there was still an element of that. The guy's well into his 50s now and hadn't wrestled for 20 years or however long it it was, but looked really good, came across strong needed to win the match for the purpose of the storyline and did, but ultimately he didn't make Kevin Owens look bad either. So that's a positive that came from it. Um and the night after all Mania we got him to beat up Austin Theory and then deliver the best stunner you've ever seen to Vince McMahon. That quality, quality stunner. Um <laughs> yeah, no I um I know there's rumors that they're trying to get him to have a match at next year's mania as well in in 2023 i did read who it could have been against now and it's gone out my head oh who did it say on the dirt sheets it was going to be i know baron corbett was listed on the list but hopefully not but yeah very happy it was you worry about these things don't you when you know when stone cold's been one of these has stayed retired and said he was going to stay retired Um, Oh, that was it. CM Punk. That was the rumour for next year. (laughs) If he comes back, it's not going to happen, is it? But yeah. Um, Yeah, you do worry about these things, but ultimately, it was a positive. And if he can perform as well as he did next year, if he does wrestle, then I'm all for it. Have you got another positive, Joe? Another best moment of the year?
4: Um, Yeah, I've got to go EW here. I've got to go with the Forbidden Door. Like, oh, the Forbidden Door pay per view. Like, like, people have been talking about the Forbidden Door like all these companies working together like but you had TNA you had Rigabon you had New Japan you had AEW, and they all and they all put on a pay-per-view together and it wasn't a complete disaster it it was really good fun you know we saw Will Osprey wrestling on AEW TV like when would you think that was ever gonna happen like the entire Beautiful. forbidden it was like one of the best pay per views of the year and I'm not a massive AEW fan. I, I watch it, but I'm a war for WWE guy. But even I watch a Forbidden Dawn. Like, if wrestling could be like this all the time, I would watch AEW a lot more than I do. That's
1: fair enough. Dan? Yeah, I mean, for me, and it's quite a big topic, I would say in twofold, it would be the rise of the bloodline, but also the rise of Sami Zayn joining the bloodline. You know, as us, one-up, Usain, Sami Uso, the honorary Ux. Him earning his stripes. I mean, we can all see where it's potentially going, but if you think about it, WrestleMania, Sami Zayn was losing to Johnny Knoxville and putting him over and having the best match of the night. And then all of a sudden, he's building and he's in war games. He's helping his tribal chief get the win. He's got the t shirts. He had to betray his best friend, Kevin Owens. But Sami Zayn has been the MVP of this year. Like, he, if he doesn't win, like, some Slammies or a wrestler, well, not wrestler of the year, but like, entertainer of the year, you know, one of those top awards. I'd be quite surprised that, you know, there's something um, there's something definitely brewing with that storyline and that character. But I think, you know, the bloodline and Sami Zayn, they've, they've been the ones everybody's been talking about week in, week out.
0: I think Sami Zayn certainly is going to get his rewards as far as himself personally by getting a title match against Roman probably at the Rumble or something or elimination chain, but one of the two that January-February time, it, it's going kind of to point towards that, because, like, you know, the inevitable is going to happen of, of the turn in one way or another. I think the rumours are the Usos against Zane and Owens at Mania, aren't they, for the, for the mm-hmm. title, the tag title. so yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It, it worked out whether well, we loop back earlier to the Cody Road side of things of, you know, would five, six, seven of these things happen if it wasn't for Cody getting injured, and yeah, if you can take a positive from his injury, then Sami Zayn certainly has, because he was kind of in limbo, and I don't even think the company knew where he was necessarily going to go in the next six to 12 months. Um, Anyway, so it has worked out for the best for him. So whilst it wasn't on my list, I agree with you that it's certainly one of the better things that's come out of wrestling this year. Jamie? Just because you've
2: talked about it a little bit, and I don't want to go back to back AEW, <laughs> uh, I will say this moment is one of my highlights and arguably one of my matches of the year and I'm going to give this its own special award of Ooh! of the year <laughs> and it was that moment when he took that robe off and you saw Cody Rhodes Peck at Hell in Cell yeah. and the match he had with Seth Rollins in Hell in Cell that's arguably going to be match of the year for me Like it was an incredible match and just to see that purple pectoral muscle torn and just the match that he had on it I think that was one of my because literally everybody in the crowd the the camera panned to the crowd and everyone was just like oh (laughs) and literally Seth Rollins face obviously selling it and yeah it was a great moment and a great
0: match I'm gonna pop in a um honorable mention before because we will have to have a look at some worst moments ones that didn't quite make my list for best moments of the year but uh, an honorable mention goes to william regal's podcast even though it's now over the fact that we got that for a few months and some great episodes along with it and a great insight from the man himself and we got blue Chew, oh not a paper Mm promotion. um whilst it's Great that he's going back to WWE. It's unfortunate that we no longer get the podcast element side of things, but,
3: but.
2: at least we don't have to listen to "Hey Wrestling Friends," it's Matt Coon here. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, we do for whatever the next podcast's gonna be. It's yet to it's I yet to be announced. I only listen to it be. because he's from
2: Blackpool.
0: That well, no, legal. that that's true. But uh, yeah, no, there's there's an honourable mention and another honourable mention probably for me that didn't quite make the list was the return of. Gray, also. The uh, white rabbit. Christina. I was going to say, yeah. the white rabbit.
1: Yeah. Just,
0: just into not even WWE, just good to see him back in wrestling as a as as a whole. That is a, a positive. Which brings me on to worst moments of the oh, year. I had one we'll more, but alright. Well, that's alright. You can give it as an honourable mention when we come round <laughs> to your worst moments. There's plenty more yet. Um, and my worst moments of the year for 2022 so far is. The return of Bray Wyatt. Oh. <laughs> he makes it into both my best and worst. For the reason being that I'm already bored. I'm putting it out there. I'm really? already bored. Nothing is happening. He hasn't wrestled yet. They're having this feud with LA Knight that's going nowhere. Yeah. And I genuinely believe they do not know what they are doing with this Uncle Howdy business. Whether it's Bray Wyatt as an alter uh, ego persona. Whether it's Bo Dallas. They, they don't know. And I'm watching. I Because I don't watch Smackdown religiously. I will go on YouTube. And I will watch the clips of the bits I'm interested in. So each week I'm watching the Bray Wyatt bits. It's the same drivel now. That's coming out every week. And the storyline isn't progressing. We're probably going to get in. I'm assuming. At the rumble between the two of them, if they're not in the match, or they may not even face each other, they might both be in the rumble and eliminate each other and it passes on, but they don't seem to know what they're doing as far as oh great, here comes Bray White. It's almost like they rushed him back to get him back in before AEW could sign him, and now Triple H is in George. Here he's great. What's your idea, Bray? Um, well, I've got an idea for this character, this character. Great, where's it going to go? Well, I haven't quite worked it out yet. Don't worry about it. We'll just put this together first of all now and we'll, we'll we'll work it out as it happens. And already a month or two down the line, he hasn't wrestled. Uncle Howdy hasn't made an actual appearance off screen, neither any of the other types of personas that they're alluding to. This whole Wyatt sits business is probably already out, out the window because they don't know what to do with Uncle Howdy. And it just feels like every week now they have to get him on TV to get him on TV. but Where is this actually going? And I will put it to you that at the moment, they haven't decided where it's going yet because they don't know. And because of that, Dan, because of that, Dan, it makes my best moments of the fact that he's just back in wrestling in general, but it makes my worst moments to the point where he's back. And for me, it's already failing.
1: I, I would disagree with you. I'd say that. It's been really good. The White Rabbit thing, everybody was talking about it. And we're like, oh, it's got to be Bray White, It's got to be. Like, who else could it be? Kate. Yeah. Uh, you were then, talking
2: about it being some kind of Faltasmo.
1: <laughs> the Guard <laughs> Del Phantasma. Well, they did debut, so it was technically right. Um, But, you know, it's been a really good build-up. And, yeah, OK, he, we're all expecting him to maybe go straight away for the world title and he's building up a killer cross. But a couple of weeks ago, Alexa Bliss, you know, she won the number one contendership spot. And then she hugged Bianca Belair. You saw that moth thing come on the screen, and then she went a bit evil. So it's affecting her as well. You can see that it is starting to—it's starting to build it all up. Um, And yeah, seeing La Knight versus Bray Wyatt, or I think he might actually face Uncle Howdy. You know, and you'll see Bray Wyatt on the outside. Oh, actually, it was Uncle Howdy. And I think it will be the case of going out. Who's this guy? It's almost like the Undertaker versus the Undertaker kind of thing. Watching it week by week, you can see it progressing. And this LA Knight thing where LA Knight thinks he's the rock and he's getting these promos and sort of telling them where the stick puppets and stuff. I've actually been really enjoying the build on it. It's been one of the best things of SmackDown. So I'd probably disagree with you. With
0: it you being are allowed. It's a discussion um, podcast. Give us a, give us a a worse moment to the year for you then. Oh,
1: 100%. The worst, one of the worst moments for me has to be the men's Royal Rumble. I love the Royal Rumble. It's on my list, it's on my list The women's rumble, I really enjoyed it We saw Melina come back, we saw Jillian Hall You know, we saw Sasha Banks Do the splits, we saw Melina Ronda
0: Rousey
1: Absolutely incredible, I really enjoyed the women's one But the men's one, you think, right, who's going to come out Matt Cardona going to be there Cody Rose debuting in this, right, what's going to happen Wade Barrett yeah, and then all of a sudden you get oh bad bunny's there. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, he had a good WrestleMania. So yeah, that's fine. And then, oh, but then they
0: ruined that because didn't they say, Oh, he was like backstage with the undertaker or something. Yeah. So you you've announced a surprise entrance on social media before he's even yeah. made an appearance.
1: But then you go, right, number twenty eight, this is like a killer spot. Who's it gonna be? Shane McMahon. Oh yes. and then Shane McMahon was one of the producers. And then Shane McMahon's been released. Absolute drivel. To be fair, it has to be a well, good what of the about number thirty? Uh, I it's just this Proc was Mosley. it not lesnar it was
2: yeah this was my worst moment it was literally he had the match against bobby lashley obviously you had the whole oh i'm with paul Lehman, oh no I'm no longer with paul Lehman. oh he's turned no i'm still with him don't you worry but then he turned again which was okay fair enough but um yeah then obviously he lost to bobby lashley and then it was all like in the first match I'm pretty sure so you all know who number 30 is going to be and we're all hoping it's not going to be and we're all hoping it's going to go adrenaline Zemosot. and it went no nah, nah, nah. no well he's won it there we without go, taking
0: over. up a, a full spot for worse I'll just come on the back of yeah. you there Jamie and the respect of the WWE title that is also on my worst moments of the year just the juggling of the title Biggie, Lesnar Bobby Lashley Lesnar just, just all in a very very short now, space of time now you're tribal chief well yeah but i yeah but tri- it did change hands quite a bit f- between january and April. i know they've merged the title now and he's been a world champion now for like two years or however long it is but i feel Split as much as it's frustrating please. people every now and again like it clash of the castle that drew didn't pick it up and things like that if if this was a if this was a John Cena as a baby face two year in a row people would be like they were a few years back like I can't put up with this anymore but because it's cool to like a heel and Reigns is a heel and he's not and he's not doing this turn or is he turning face whatever no he is a heel but it's cool to like him as a heel I think it's working and I'm not bored of it yet. I'm I'm quite happy for it to carry on until WrestleMania and uh, like people are saying, finally, you know what, WrestleMania, he will lose it, and it will be to Cody or to The Rock. Never gonna happen because The Rock's there. Well, really night one <laughs> and night way. two. But, well, yeah, there's I some mean,
2: rumors, he'll defend both titles. Yeah, both well, oh, yeah, maybe so. And, and,
0: and, and lose one and then well, beat The Rock. Why not have a bigger shot? He, why not just have a bigger shot he'll that he just wins both? He just beats both. Why not and carries he'll on? He retain but... on night two against The Rock. But yeah, no, the the juggling of the WWE title for me, just to, just putting out there on the back of what you said, is is on there for me. Also on my list was the men's rumble match, Dan and Lesnar winning. Mm. Um, I'll we'll have another round then of of worst, and I'll. Joe hasn't even had his yet. Oh, sorry, Joe. <laughs> I thought you gone before Dan. Go on, um, Joe. Come.
4: Um, for me, it's like the booking, just WWE booking in general, but especially Ooh. the booking of the women. Um, You know Naomi and Sasha Banks are tag team title were the women's tag team title uh, holders, and then they like try to like then make each other fight each other for the women's championship at Hell in the Sun. And they weren't happy with that. They're like, well, no, we're the women's tag team champions. And then you know the women's tag team champions were like taken seriously. Then it was like a bit of a joke title, and now it's being taken seriously again. And yeah, the booking. WWE booking in general, um, before Triple H kind of took over, which was just a bit like, like what? Where's going? This makes no sense. We're like, why is this happening? Um, and then the booking of Austin theory as well. Um, that was like a major gripe of mine. Like, you built him up to be a superstar, then you take the and the, the, the Triple H, the 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 many the bank contract off him. Like, okay, what he's doing now is the U.S. Championship. Title holder now, it makes sense, but like they just like that, that money in bank means nothing now. It's just like they just trashed it, it means absolutely nothing. Um, as Dan said, Royal Rumble was a bit of a, a joke. It's just the book in general has just been a bit bad until Triple H stuck over. I think On, onwards and upwards, eh? On oh,
0: onwards, yeah. it, it can only go forward money in the bank was under Triple H, just saying. Well, no, that's true. Well, he's allowed one or two mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Um, my probably worst moment in wrestling of this year, and it sits firmly at the number one spot. Um, I mean, an honourable mention I've got is Vince retiring as a bad thing in the sense of the manner in which he had to retire. We don't mm-hmm. need to go into the politics that we spoke about that, and it's that's yes, that that's bad. Um yeah. And I've also got Ric Flair's comeback match as an honorary mention as well. Because <laughs> yeah. should never, the only thing that was worse in his comeback match is what he said afterwards where he said, I wish I hadn't said it was my last match. We don't need to go there, <laughs> Rick. We don't need to go there. Um, but my my number one on the list of the worst things in professional wrestling of 2023 is AEW, backstage politics, i.e. CM Punk, VLE, all that business. And you just, for a scrimp. Oh, I just uh, talk about children it's throwing their toys started, out the yeah. out pram. It's front. the biggest yeah. work of oh, the year. It, it's not. it's just well, if it's it is a, a work, work then well, I, I'd love it to be a work because I don't want to see CM Punk outside of wrestling. But if it is a work, then what a stupid fucking storyline. I'm sorry, but no, it, it wasn't a work. And these children, and I like CM Punk, but he threw he's oh. thrown his toys out the pram. I've never been a fan of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, any of them. Um, They were just as bad as he was, just as much to blame, in my opinion, from what I've read um, as he was. They're all as bad as each other. The positive that came from it is that at least Tony Khan took a stance from it. And even though they're, you know, even though the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are like EVPs or whatever they are within the company, And, you know, amongst the three of them and CM Punk, four of them, you know, four of the biggest superstars that they've got in their company, four of the biggest wrestlers, should I say, in the company, at least he still took the stance and said, no, you are suspended. I'm not putting up with any of this shit because other people may have rolled over and just maybe punished one of them or two of them, not all four of them. No, he took a stance and, and great. But we should never have got to that from CM Punk airing Dirty Laundry out after just picking up the biggest prize in that company um, and actually having a career again, to the comments of, and the way that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega acted afterwards, It's not good for AW. It's not good for wrestling as a whole. And it's not good for fans. And if you are a fan of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, which I'm not, well, you, ju- you were just robbed of a, a couple of months or however long it was of, you know, storyline and matches with them. If you're a fan of CM Punk like I am, We've just been robbed of, you know, months. I know he got injured as well, but potentially the rest of his career might not come back and wrestle again now. And he might be quite happy with that. But one would argue he's probably deep down not because he wouldn't have come back to wrestling to start with if he wasn't. So, you know, the people that get robbed of it in the end, the people that suffer are the fans, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega either got suspended with pay so they were still on some money or they got suspended without pay and they've got more money than any of us will ever have anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And they're back now and they're technically not being punished anymore because they're winning matches in this best of seven series. And CM Punk doesn't need the money. He's still under contract. He's still getting paid. He's getting paid until they decide what they're doing with his contract. And um, We as fans suffer from it. And that's why, for me, it was the worst thing that came out of wrestling this year. Putting aside the Vince McMahon personal side of things, which is ultimately worse in the sense of what he allegedly did when it comes to the actual wrestling standpoint side of things, AEW talent who should know better, who have some say within the company, in the position that they're in, throwing the toys out of front like children, we as wrestling fans suffer.
2: Again, Taron, you weren't there, I don't think, for the episode. We spoke about the, the media scrum to a degree. And... Again, I am going to argue the point as well of it all being a work, because what is the point of doing a media scrum unless it is to advance storylines? But well, they media do one after every pay-per-view, f- don't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. There is no point of doing yeah. them unless it's to advance storylines. There is literally, oh, yes, how, how what did you think about your match? That you had? Obviously, it's all planned. No matter what, they go into the, that media scrum with planned answers to advance a storyline. That's what a media scrum is there for. It's just another ploy to put a storyline on the only person that obviously suffered from it all was a Steele, who came into the company yeah. <laughs> surprisingly three weeks beforehand, but allegedly was there for the whole time. And obviously he bit Kenny Omega and obviously got thrown out of the company, but obviously Kenny Omega's just come back from an injury. He was testing, testing the waters, making sure he was okay. Maybe the young books are still injured. They were still, they were champions for so long. They needed some time off. CM Punk got injured, write them all off TV. You're done. That's a way of doing it there. Then you've also got when they came back as well, the elite, when they came back, they were in Chicago and he hit somebody with the GTS and they were just getting over by obviously doing some CM Punk stuff. That's what they did. And there is rumours out there that it was all a work because, again, why not? Because Tony Khan could have easily shut down that media scrum at any time, but he let it just play out. He let it play out. He was just sat there with that little face going.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, 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 like he's being surprised about what he's hearing he's not the greatest actor of all time it's the biggest work in history and it will be next year at all because they're never not going to go to Chicago anymore anytime you go to Chicago no matter if it's WWE or AW you're going to get CM Punk chance you your previous champion of CM Punk who is injury prone more than bloody Phil Jones is <laughs> basically like. He's a footballer who plays for Man United, for those people that don't know. um, <laughs> Basically, he's a, yeah, you're going to go to Chicago, you're going to have All Out. What better way to have All Out than MJF beating somebody and then CM Punk coming out at the end or something like that or CM Punk returning to beat MJF and then having a feud of Kenny Omega or Kenny Omega beating MJF and then obviously CM Punk comes out, which would be the biggest moment in All Out it's all a work it's happening like <laughs> cm punk is returning he's still under contract if it was so serious they would have just got rid of his contract the evps at the end of the day they could literally as quick as mandy rose got sacked for basically showing a tit you can literally <laughs> just get somebody out of a contract if it was that serious it's a work Taryn. best moment see. of 2023 Wait, just
0: saying you will it. see right joe and dan then have you got a um, a, a worse moment to finish us off with both or some honourable mentions
1: I'd probably see Dominic Mysterio in the Judgment Day the, the whole thing has just been slow mommy any, mommy anger. it's in my eye <laughs> <laughs> mommy, something else could burn a lot worse is he even qualified <laughs> no probably not he's a loser oh my days it's just been dreadful like it Ed started the Judgment Day with J- Damian Priest out and then all of a sudden they get new theme music. They become Team Rocket. Oh, they lasted like then, a week
0: or two with Edge, didn't it? That's the yeah. worst
1: bit. Rhea joins, and Rhea, like, Rhea's basically like the leader now. And then they've got Finn Balor there, and they're all going around being all emo. And then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, are you joining us, Dom? Like, no, I'm never joined you. And then weeks later he joins them. And then he beats his dad up on Thanksgiving I know it's coming towards a payoff at WrestleMania, father versus son. It's just all over, uh, bloody shop, isn't it?
2: They never wants to face his son, though, so if, if that happens,
0: who knows? It's never <laughs> happening. They'll never face each other.
1: Mommy. It's
0: not <laughs> happening. One thing we should probably mention as well is um, that the releases that all happened as well <laughs> towards the beginning of the year. William Regal, Road Dog, Samoa Joe, Cesaro, <laughs> Shane McMahon, Brian Kendrick there was quite a lot that's never good
1: well
0: some of them in respect to the contracts firing, yeah but when like I so said when you mentioned Brian Kendrick William but when Regal, you're letting Joe, go of talent like that yeah Samoa Joe yeah when you're actually yeah not trying to throw something at somebody to stay like that then you know Dexter Loomis he got released obviously he then came back Dakota Kai Candice can LeRae Knox. they've all come back since they let pages um, contract well, this expire, and, then, and then of course them. NXT. Sorry to interrupt. NXT UK technically folding, ready for NXT Europe, but 90% yeah. of that probably not going to see NXT Europe, and a lot, a lot of, a lot of decent guys and girls lost their jobs. Um, not, not pleasant. I'll let Joe go
2: for his uh, worst moment first, and then I'll quickly uh, go on to my honourable mention and ask you all a final question, if that's okay. Um, no problem. I was
4: actually going to mention NXT UK as well uh, there, uh, Taryn, because um, a lot of the Welsh wrestlers like Mark Andrews and Flashmoker Webster, they're like the local wrestlers to where they actually trained in Newport, they were trained by uh, Mike Byrd. So like seeing them as being like the local representatives of Wales, they don't live far away from where we are in Newport like seeing them being released was like a bit of a blow to us because like NXT UK was like our thing uh but I could kind of see why they did stop it because I don't think many people watching it like uh when NXT UK first started they would go into like a different time every week and then they would do like a block tape and eventually they had their BT studios and they would like just do tapings, tape-ins so it yeah. wasn't it was, was never the same but they would do the tape-ins anyway but a lot of talented people to give at least yeah so that was a uh, one of my uh major lows
0: you got an honorable mention then your final worst moment then jamie oh no my um
2: honorable mention uh, was good ones um my my good honorable mention obviously we we spoke about it briefly but obviously broken dreams and metalingus at the cardiff castle at Clash yeah. in the city and Clash and
0: Clash in the castle as a whole. Of course, we need to mention as yeah. one of the best moments for us all. Personally, very yeah. good experience
2: for being there. And then obviously, I wanted to just mention again because again, I didn't want to go to AEW back to back. But um, as good of a just like a special dynamite of AEW Grand Slam. Because again, I know I mentioned Orange Cassidy was one of my best moments, but at AEW Grand Slam, we finally got the acclaimed winning the titles and having a, a good old scissor. But we also saw Ooh. the debut of Soraya coming back into the industry I'm as well sure. at Grand Slam. So I wanted to honourably mention those two as well. But my question is, what was the best return/slash signing of the year? So obviously I mentioned Soraya. Obviously, it's some of the. I'll quickly just go through some of the AEW ones. This all happened this year in AEW. Jake Atlas, Brody King, Dan Housen, Keith Lee, AQA, Buddy Murphy, Swerve Strickland, Paige Van Zandt, Jeff Hardy, William Regal, Tony Storm, Willie Euter, Samoa Joe, Stokely Hathaway, Athena, Rush, Claudio Castagnoli, Parker Boudreaux, Madison Rain, Soraya, Renee, Paquette, Josh Woods, Willow, Nightingale, Jeff Jarrett, Bandido, Juice robinson and action andretti who we mentioned on last week's episode beating chris jericho they were just some of the debuts in aew but we also had some in wwe as well returning so i just wanted to ask because obviously we had bailey we also we had bailey's return and obviously with the uh, damage control we had obviously cody rhodes returning at wrestlemania we did mention cody uh, yeah. As part of the best moments Whether yeah, he's bro. your favourite return But
3: yeah, bro, I wanted yeah, to ask bro. who
2: your favourite
0: Returns were well, For me the best si- signing or debut For me was Regal I know he's going back to WWE But it was it was shocking to see him come down to the ring And then Shake have, a, and have a decent a hug, on-screen um, Yeah have a decent on-screen episode. So for me it was Regal Dan
1: Yeah, I'd say, well, I enjoyed Cody Rhodes. I'd say Stone Cold Steve Austin at Mania. But one that's one that you not mentioned was Mickie James appearing in the Women's Rumble and the pop she got coming out with the um, Impact Women's Championship. She had hardcore country. There's rumours that she's going to be in the Rumble this year as well, but that had a massive pop. But I'd say Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania was absolutely killer as well.
4: Yeah. Um, The obvious one for me is Cody Rhodes because, you know, he was rumoured, rumoured, rumoured. And then he did finally come back. I would see um, CM Punk coming back as well. That was like a massive, like... Um, pop. That was last year. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah Regal, Regal coming to me, w, that was a big one. Um, yeah, just like people retaining like Hit Row. Um, Legado, Del Fantasma coming up from NXT to the main roster. Like, I think they're really great. Um in it, WWE, it, it's more like people they've like just hired back. I wouldn't say that there was like anybody they've like really hired for the show. Mm. Like, Gargano, Gargano coming back. Gargano, yeah, yeah, Gargano. It well, well Gargano. He's not really getting the pops. <laughs> no, he's not really no nothing much is exactly,
3: happening. But yeah, that's
0: just my opinion. Just my opinion.
2: Maybe it was a well, reason he got
0: released. Maybe. Oh. Well, as Ooh. always, it's been a year of ups and downs. And I suppose a in a nutshell, that was Grapplecast's best and worst of 2022. We look forward to the best and worst of 2023 next year, Ooh. where we can play the Cody Rose predictably came back at the Rumble at number 30, won it all, and then won the title. And
2: had the best rain of the year. Make it rain. Most importantly, we need to know who will finish bottom of the (laughs) pay per view prediction league. Oh, wait, no, that was you, weren't it? Uh, But who will finish bottom of the quiz
0: league? I didn't finish bottom of the pay per view prediction league. I finished second bottom. Joe finished bottom. But the quiz league, Dan's already won on 18. I'm on six points, and Joe and Jamie are both on seven, so I have a chance Ooh. to level it up. I no can't wait for eight all eight this seconds. Googling he's going to be doing in so, this one. No, Here's me, pen. Here's I mean, me Dan's people. winning it anyway, so we're all right. <laughs> all about, about to see who knocks the other guys out. Go for it then, Dan.
1: Cool. So um, how many times have you guys seen Tribute to the Troops?
2: I uh, uh, watch it every year. I have Peacock, three. remember.
1: Watch it every year. You should... Jamie's the favourite, then. He's the favourite. Let's, Let's see how he does. I your am question, a tribute. Question one well, this is a tribute to the troops quiz. I know. I know, right? Number one, what year was the first tribute to the troops? That's my
2: okay. First televised?
1: The first tribute to the troops. Cool. Cool. Epic. Nice and easy. You're number two. This is a point. You need to get all three. Which three countries
3: have held tribute to the troops? I know. Getting
1: your thinking caps on there. You all got something? Yeah. Lovely. Number three. In 2005, Triple H beat Shawn Michaels. In what type of match? I will give you three options. Is it a base camp brawl? Is it a boot camp
3: match? Or is it a squadron street fight? Okay. One and three. Number
1: four. In 2009, who did Cena beat to retain his WWE title? In what year, sorry? 2009.
3: Who did Cena beat to retain his WWE title? Number five.
1: Who won a 15-man battle royal at the 2010 tribute to the troops? I'll give you three options again. Was it CM Punk, Seamus, or Mark Henry? 2010, 15-man battle royal. Who won it? Was it CM Punk, Seamus,
2: Mark Henry? I'll give you three options, because I put the wrong answer. Full marks (laughs) here. (laughs) I put the wrong answer.
1: That would be nice. See, this is the last quiz of the year. That would be nice. Okay. Number six, in 2016, there was a four-way contenders match to become the number one contender for the tag titles, but who won it? And again, I will give you all four of the teams, you just need to tell me which team became the number one contender, okay? Was it Goldust and R-Truth, the Good Brothers,
3: Primo and Epico, or Sheamus and Cesaro? Looks like tribute to the troops really
1: likes Sheamus for some reason. Hmm. Number seven. In 2019, which member of the Wyatt family did Seth Rollins be in
3: the main event? Okay.
1: So, obviously by the Wyatt family, I mean the classic Wyatt family. So is it Luke Arthur, Eric Rowan, or Brie Wyatt? Cool. Right, number eight. Uncle Hardy. As you all know, you watched it last week during the Christmas period in the 2022 Tribute to the Troops. Who did Braun Strowman beat in the main event? You you all watched it last week during the Christmas period. Oh yeah, we did. Um, I watched it. It was a really good match.
3: Lovely. Number nine. In 2013, who won the Divas Battle Royal? So 2013 Divas Battle Royal
1: one. OK, cool. And finally, number ten, it's worth 16 points. Jesus Christ, <laughs> well, so in 2015, <laughs> we saw the first ever 16 man tag team match. Eight on eight. But can you name me who was in it? Absolutely not. No, so I'll give you a clue. <laughs> what I will say is say 2015. And there is at least four four or five stables or tag teams in it. So there's 16 people. There are some main eventers that are mixed in there as well. Some very well-famous known names. But 16 people. But there are some tag teams and some stables around that time in 2015. So if, say, for example, um, you've, you've thought of a stable. So the four horsemen, for example, you could write them. Um, they, there's you know, there's four people in there, so you can what, what year down. was it? 2015. So, if it was the acclaimed, for example, you get two points because there's two people in the acclaimed, okay? But there's some singles people in there as well.
0: 2015, two and points. there was 16 people,
1: yeah. I would say, name so eight good guys and eight bad guys who you thought wrestled in 2015, and you never know, you might get a few points. They want to send these troops home happy, guys, so.
3: You know, there's going to be some heavy hitters in there.
1: I mean, who doesn't like Tribute to the Troops?
0: I don't think I've ever watched it, maybe like once.
1: You haven't even watched
3: this year's? What have you been doing over Christmas No.
1: Okay, let me know. I'll give you a couple more seconds and then we'll go. I do have a tie break, but I think this one might uh,
3: see you all very well. Okay. Right. No, I'm t- uh, yeah, I'm just going to put that
1: Let's up, go. But... You can always fill in while we go through. So, number one. What year was the first tribute to the troops? Joe? 2002.
4: Jamie? Uh,
0: 2004. ta 2003, I thought.
1: When have you got a point? No. 2003. Oh. oh. Number three What three countries Sorry number two What three countries Have had
4: tribute to the troops Joe Iraq Afghanistan USA Exactly Just what
2: you, I thought I've got number mainly. three as well Yeah
4: <laughs> You're right You're spot on
1: It's Iraq Afghanistan And USA So you got a point For all three Yay Just one okay. point Yeah One point yeah. yeah Number three In 2005 Triple H Beat HBK In what type of match Jamie.
0: A squadron street fight. Taron. Whatever you said the boot camp one was.
1: (laughs) And Joe. I put Big Camp Brawl. Well, one of you's gonna point. Obviously. It's a boot camp match. (laughs) Yes. Okay, number four. In two (sighs) thousand nine, who did Cena Beat to retain his WWE title? Jamie.
0: Uh Big Show. Taron. JBL.
2: Joe. Rusev. JBO oh, was my second person.
1: You're all wrong. It was the Ocho. Chris Jericho. Oh, lovely. Ooh. Yeah, ooh. Number five. Who won the 15-man Battle Royal at the 2010 tribute to the troops? Taron.
0: Mark Henry.
1: Joe. Mark Henry. Jamie. Mark Henry. <laughs> it was Mark Henry. He eliminated Seamus to win. But it's a shame for me. head. Number six, in 2016, there, were, uh, there was a four way contenders match for the tag titles, but who won? Joe. Goldust of our truth. Jamie.
0: Primo and Epico. <laughs> I also put Primo and Epico.
1: <laughs> it was Sheamus and Swizzaro. Oh, there we go. That bar. We are the bar. <sighs> Number seven, in 2019, which member of the Wyatt family did Seth Rollins beat in the main event? Jamie. Eric Rowan. Joe. Luke Harper. And Taran.
0: Eric Rowan.
1: It was Eric Rowan. With his Luke big Harper spider. was an AEW then, weren't he? Big, big red. Rudy <laughs> King. Okay. your number eight. In two thousand and twenty two, tribute to the troops, who did Strowman beat in the main event? It's only just happened, you all should know. We'll start with
4: Jamie. Sammy Zayn. Oh, I also put Sammy Zayn. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Ali Knight. It was L, A, N, O,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> Number nine. In 2013, who was the Divas
3: Battle Royal winner? Joe. I Okay. Taryn. Ashley. And Jamie. I
2: put Michelle McCool, but I think that was way too late.
1: Yeah, you're way off. If you think that the Women's Revolution was around about two days and 1415, so you have to just yes. work back a little bit. It was. Prima. Oh Lord! Was Brie <laughs> Bella. Yeah. <Fair> <laughs> right, cool. Um, so number ten. These
2: were all the points come in.
1: <laughs> we'll see like what sort of names each of you had, and then I'll run through the sixteen people. So Joe, who
4: were the in the sixteen man tag match? Jericho, Triple H, Radio, New Age Outlaws, Mark Henry, Kane, John Cena, Big Show, Rey Mysterio. <sighs> Brandy Orton. You got one point. Oh Oh, um. shit. (laughs) Karen.
0: The Wyatt family, so Bray, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. The Usos. So both of them.
3: I also put Kane. It's gotta be Kane. You always have to put Kane. It's
0: gotta be. Um I don't know whether they were in the match or not, but the League of Nations was around then. So was the League of Nations not Alberto Del Rio, Wade Barrett and Sheamus? And then I put the Dudley boys because they were back for that year. So also both of them. So I, I have I have no more.
1: Interesting. I'm not going to tell you how many you score for a second. Okay. Jamie.
2: We were quite very similar, Taryn. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I also went for the Wyatts. But with Braun mm-hmm. Strowman, so those four. Oh, I didn't put Braun. League of Nations, but I've got Del Rio, Sheamus, Cesaro, and Rusev to make the eight. Oh, who did I say? Oh, I said Wade Barrett, Alberto Del Rio, and Sheamus. <laughs> um, and then I went for the Usos. Yeah. Mark Henry, the Hardy Boys, and the Shield. So Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose.
1: You're both about even. You've got about 11, 12 each left, so you don't quite Ooh. know. <laughs> I will go through them. So you've got go Dean Ambrose. No. Kane.
0: Yeah. Roman Reigns. No.
1: Ryback. No. <laughs> the Usos. Yeah. Yes. And the Dudleys. Yes. Both. Oh. And they like, faced the League of Nations, who consisted of Sheamus, Albert yeah. Del Rio, yeah. Wade Barrett and Roussac. Yeah. And they also teamed um. with the Wyatt family. So, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Amazing.
0: Lee Harper and Eric Rowan. I didn't get Braun Strowman, though. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I put Cesaro
0: instead
2: of... Oh, I if that. I put Cesaro, if I put Wade Barrett instead of Cesaro, I would have got that.
0: I got 16 oh. altogether. Oh. Five, 6,
2: 7, 8,
3: 9, 10, five, 12, 12. Oh. Oh, oh. oh four, five. <laughs> <laughs> Not no fair enough. Um
2: did
1: one you get 16 as well? I think I did. I got 16, thank
2: god. Um <clears throat> 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8
0: No, oh, we
1: need a tiebreaker. Okay, I have a tiebreaker. So we mentioned that boot camp match earlier. There's actually been more than one boot camp match at Jesus. the Tribute to the Troops. So it started in 2003, was the first ever Tribute to the Troops. There wasn't a boot camp match at that event. There wasn't one in 2022, just to give you a clue. How many boot camp matches has there been?
0: That's good. Cool.
3: I will come to... Uh, three.
0: Oh, I was going to say three, so I'll say four. When have you has got a spot on?
3: <laughs>
1: Taran gets the
0: yes! <laughs> <laughs> The point which puts me on seven. So Dan eighteen points. And Jamie, Joe, and Taran all finish on seven. So we've got a first place and three joined second. And third it last. Wasn't <laughs> last. It wasn't last. Oh how lovely. Right, where can everybody find us on the socials, Dan?
1: Yeah, you can find us wherever you get your podcast. We are GrappleCast Show. Make sure you like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We're also available on your social media, your Facebooks, your Instagrams and your Twitter.
0: Lovely. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us on our best and worst 2022 episodes. As we said, we hope you all had a lovely Christmas and we hope you all have a smashing, happy New Year, whatever you all get up to. And we'll see you next week. Jamie, if you'd like to sign us off, for one final
2: time of this year, I bid you a happy holidays and a happy new year. Bang for
0: the fireworks, to our galley.